0: Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for KCOU The Unwritten Rule, a comedic sports show from the heart of Missouri. Alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren, here is your host, Jack Knowlton.
1: Well, welcome everybody to The Unwritten Rule here on KCOU 88.1 FM. We are delighted to be with you on what has been the end of a very chilly and snowy week in Columbia, Mm -hmm. Missouri. Good golly, you know, I thought I moved here to escape feet of snow and 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 cluttered roads and and, you know, the snowy environment in general. But what's happened? We've had now three days where we've had all online classes here at the University of Missouri. Um,
2: We're not yeah. strangers. To that. Uh, yeah,
1: I guess I guess me and me. Kenny, Kenny, I should ask you first. How what have you made of all this snow?
3: Um, well, I knew it was coming. Uh, in my geography class, uh, we learned that Missouri is in a continental climate. They are literally in the <laughs> middle of the continent. Okay. That's what that means. Wow. So I knew this was coming. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a big uh, weather guy big now. Big geo guy because of my geography class. So um, other than that, I hate it. Um, <laughs> I haven't been sledding since I was 11. I might have <laughs> been like 10. I can tell you the exact place where I sled. It was in Syracuse, New York, 711 Velasco Road. I know the address too. That's a place um, to sled though. Yeah, that is a place to sled. Um, But I haven't sled since, and I'm sledding at seven o'clock today with a couple of our friends. So um, I'm excited for that. But snow football was fun. Um, I like snow for a few hours, but then other than that, it sucks.
1: Kenny didn't wear gloves when we went to play snow football. He had gloves, I thought, didn't he? Those were those weren't mine. He borrowed. Wow. But noob move, you know, Kenny's got some things to learn about the snow, um, but you don't know snow. We hope everyone out there uh, across the airwaves has, has had a good week. Weekends on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. Um, but yeah, we have plenty to talk about. Um, you know, for those who don't know, bottom hour of the block of the show block, we'll have a, a very special guest joining. We'll get into that later. The um, Biggest guest. The, KCOU, the biggest guest on written rule history. Yeah, I think it's easily. case. I
3: think it might be KCOU. Might be KCOU yeah.
1: history. Dare we say? Um, but first things first. We got some things to talk about. Our first topic to dive into, uh, guys. We are about to live in the world for the first time where we are going to watch an entire NFL football season without Sir Thomas Edward Brady. Um, after almost trolling Adam Schefter, um, all the ESPN insiders who who said he was retiring. Um, he came out and confirmed it, um, you know, assuming he doesn't pull a fast one again and say, actually, I'm going to come back, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, at his hall of fame speech or something like that. Um, yeah, no more Tom Brady in the NFL. He went out, um, obviously threw his last touchdown pass over, um, oh my gosh, Jalen Ramsey. I blanked on his name. Best
3: corner in the game.
1: Best corner in the game. Mm -hmm. He, I saw, he tweeted about that. That was funny. Mm -hmm. He's like, man, he threw his last touchdown pass over my head. Um, yeah. What do you guys make of Tom Brady's retirement?
3: Um I guess you know you guys can boo me for this. But, you know I've been a Tom Brady fan my whole life. Um Boston is like a second sports home to me. Um but I think I think the <laughs> power of does. the power of Tom Brady, you know, grows beyond the game. Uh, I was on a flight to Boston one time and this dad was yelling at his son who he named Brady. To stop to stop crying, so I think it's uh, safe to say like you know Tom Brady affected more people off the field than on the field, even though he won.: <laughs> Just based on that one true. story.: Yeah, uh, he won seven Super Bowls. Um, he, I have a fat head of him on my door in my closet at home. Um, I have a bunch of Tom Brady jerseys. Uh, I'm going to miss him. You know, I think that whole thing about like, how girls loved one direction growing up, I love Tom Brady. Um, still love him. I, it's going to be a weird, weird, really weird world. Oh, that was a tongue twister. Um, no Tom Brady, no Mannings, no Rivers. Um, no Drew Brees. And no Drew Brees.
1: And no Jay Cutler. And probably no oh, Joe no. Flacco. <laughs> I, th- I think
3: we can throw Joe Flacco in there oh, I don't be, think yeah. he's going to play next oh my year. Gosh, Is Joe Flacco, elite? Joe Flacco elite? Elite.
2: Joe Flacco's um, elite. But yeah, kind of just echoing what Kenny said. It's just very surreal. I really didn't think he'd retire, um, especially on a loss. I mean, it just wasn't the most fitting of ends, I thought, especially losing to someone who... Kind of has a um, reputation for being a bit of a choke artist in Matt Stafford. I mean, he's he's broken through that barrier uh, this year, but, I mean, it was just a very surreal end to his career. I just – it's going to be very strange, very, very strange. Our childhood has been pretty much completely demolished, but (laughs) – I mean, it's true. Demolished. Yeah. It's very dramatic. But, I mean, if nothing else, I mean, the AFC, at least in the future, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen.
3: Davis Mills.
2: Um, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Justin Lamar Jackson. Herbert. Um, Herbert. Yeah. Lamar. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Burrow. Burrow. Uh, there's a lot of guys that Joey B. still. Tua. I think, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Mac Jones.
3: I, I throw Mac Jones in there, actually. Right. He was a pro yep. bowler this year, Peyton.
2: Great. Um, Zach Wilson. Woo, That's a good one. That's a good one. But, I mean, Trevor Lawrence. the league does look to be in good hands, but it's just its very sad to see all these players that, I mean, Tom Brady, I think, has played longer than any of us have been alive. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think he has. I think you're right. So it's, it's our whole life for sure. Our entire life, football as we knew it, is truly over.
3: Well, his first game was, I was already born. So Oh,
1: I'm old. I'm wow. old. Yeah.
3: So and there was no football team in Houston when uh the like when I was born. You love, so you love I that, had to man. choose Tom Brady there. Or... <laughs> That's
1: your favorite fact. Um yeah, I think Peyton, you make a really good point where it's like, I mean, it's gonna be like the NBA when LeBron James retires, right? You already have players in the league, younger players who idolize LeBron James growing up, who now get to play alongside him, who are like will see him step down during their playing careers. I think you're seeing the same thing with with Tom Brady, where you have players like Mahomes, Josh Allen, um, all these young quarterbacks all across the league. That duel is probably gonna be the AFC mm-hmm. main duel in the AFC for years and years to come. So
2: I mean, like the Vikings new coach, Kevin O'Connell, was drafted in Tom Brady's eighth season to be his backup. Wow. That is ju- just to give you <laughs> a s- sense of scale there. Did it's he? just insane. I was I was listening to a podcast this week and there there
1: was they were kind of saying like do you think Tom could have genuinely continued playing at a high level for two or three more yes, seasons? Yes, I think definitely. he played at
2: have. an NFL MVP level this year. He beat time. Mm-hmm. I mean, Father Time is undefeated, but I mean, Tom Brady didn't ever let him. We could call this. He like made an him like, tie. For he made Father him time. infinite amount of wins. Dash zero, dash one. I'd yeah. say.
3: Yeah. I I think he was the MVP this year. Um, I think if you have more, the most passing touchdowns and the most yards. I think you're in good company to be the MVP at more like two thousand more yards or a thousand more yards than Aaron Rodgers. But if Aaron Rodgers wasn't or if he was vaccinated, I don't think he wins MVP.
2: I don't think Aaron Rodgers should win MVP. I don't really think it'll matter either way at this point. But Tom Brady absolutely should have won it.
3: Um, I think the best part that could have you know come of this whole Tom Brady uh, scenario is that uh, if they did this thirty for thirty about him. And they were like, oh, he retired after losing the NFC champion or the NFC divisional. Uh, divisional round." And then it's like s- starts rolling the credits, and then they say "psych," and he comes back and wins the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> I thought that was oh, that would have been like the or, best, or thing. just
1: like a to be continued screen. Yeah. and then they do like a Marvel um, post credit scene, and they where just it's just Tom Brady like throwing that ball to David Beckham's son off the yacht. Yeah. where he catches it off the jet ski, mm-hmm. and then it's like this guy still got it. He's coming back. There you they'd go. have
2: to make a thirty for thirty quickly.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, they'd have to get that in, in production. Kenny, work on that.
3: Work on the thirty for yeah, thirty. That was always my dream. The that's the probably you told me that. why, I I liked, why I brought that up. Yeah, well, that's why I like sports journalism. Um, oh, yeah. I guess just staying in the NFL. Uh, we'll jump into like some coaching um, Ooh, yeah. topics around the NFL. Um, Brian Flores has sued the National Football League and three teams: uh, the Dolphins the Broncos and the Giants. Giants. Giants right, yeah. Yep.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, Brian Flores, I mean, he was someone that it was kind of surprising when he got fired. Then it came out. He was a bit of a control freak uh, from, or at least that's what the dolphins kind of leaked to the media. Um, but I mean, some of the stuff is just explosive in this lawsuit. Bill Belichick just being an old man, essentially having an old man moment with an iPhone is kind of the reason we could see, like, forced ownership changes. I mean, the NFL is in some hot water right now. And what's even crazier is Brian Flores is still a finalist for an NFL coaching job right now.
1: Which, I mean, as he should be still. He
2: should be. I think he'd, it'd be really cool if the Texans hired him. I don't think he be, gets the job. I, I think it would be a good hire, though. I mean, as a pure coach, it would make sense. But now there's such going to be such a firestorm around it, I really don't see it happening. Well, um, it,
3: the team like the Texans have the most, not like hatred, but laughing hatred. stock in the NFL yeah. for what they've done over the last two years of how much their team has you know collapsed and what Deshaun Watson did. Um, I think bringing in someone like Brian Flores like they don't know what that changes in the media about what the Texans are.
1: Yeah, I think the Texans make that choice from a coaching perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we just we we here should give our um, praise to Brian Flores for what he's doing. The fact that he has straight up said, I'm probably putting my coaching career on the line, but I want to shed to light issues, which I think, you know, deep down, a lot of us already knew existed Um, within these organizations. There's just clearly some horrible, horrible stuff that needs to come to light. And I'm hoping, I'm really hoping Brian Flores, like Peyton said, can be the catalyst for some real reform now in the hiring process. He's a
2: coach that a lot of people think highly of, and now he's pretty much laying his coaching career on the line for this. So it's just a pretty insane story. I mean, that broke the same day Tom Brady retired, um, On February 1st. And that wasn't even the biggest NFL news by the end of the day. That's right.
1: Yeah. Just, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that develops and, and hopefully, you know, Brian Flores still gets a job somewhere because he absolutely deserves it. And hopefully, you know, some change, some change gets pushed forward for sure. Um, should we shift over to the the hardwood? Um, yeah. So Mizzou men's basketball. We're going to talk about them first. Um, Peyton and Kenny braved the the snowfall, braved the trip to Mizzou Arena to mm-hmm. watch the men's basketball team play in an unfortunately tough loss to the Florida Gators. This would have been a nice win for Mizzou. Um, instead, they're eight and fourteen. Gators are fifteen and eighteen. They came into Mizzou won 66-65. six sixty five. I'll let you guys speak on this. I wasn't I wasn't able to go to the game, but. What happened? um, How did Mizzou? Because I was Um, was checking in on it. It seemed like they were winning. They were winning. They were
2: winning for 17 minutes in the second half. And they lost the lead with seven seconds because they just could not stop fouling Tyree Appleby. Um, It was just really kind of infuriating to watch. Florida made two field goals in in the last seven minutes of game time and were still able to overcome a nine-point deficit. Uh, The... I know like there was a killer moment where um, because everyone that was at that stadium was like a diehard, we're going to heckle Florida Mizzou <laughs> fan. Um, and but and that's good during Florida free throws. But Boogie Coleman with a chance to really make it tough on Florida to and put some free throws in. I mean, you cannot, as a Mizzou fan, scream what someone in that arena screamed. Uh Oh. Um, It's not safe for the airwaves. I cannot say it on the airwaves. It was really... It was not good, especially during Mizzou's free throws. Um, So that happened, but, I mean, another killer, Dejuwon Gordon fouling Tyree Appleby 80 feet from the basket. That's not excusable. And putting him on the line to, I believe, pull them back within one. It was... Just infuriating. I yeah. mean, this is three games in a row at home, Mizzou has lost by one point and very easily could have won.
3: Yeah, I get it's a basketball game, it's college basketball, but that was just so selfish. Like you came here to watch Mizzou. You go to Mizzou. You're a Mizzou fan. You know how basketball works. You know sports work. Why would you yell something yeah, like that?
2: Shut your mouth. I didn't even, when I didn't even was hear online. about this. No,
3: I mean, was, I don't
1: need to know. But you know, I get the. I get the message. Yeah, yet. and it was, it was just terrible.
3: Like there was a Florida fan behind us. You know, he was having fun. He was being respectful about right. it. He would. He would just you know whistle during a free throw, and that's fine. He's a Florida. I'd expect. Yeah, he's yeah. a Florida fan. Yeah, there and,
2: are ways to heckle without. Well, it's not even what and, this and guy tons, said. Tons, it's just that he, he screamed it at a Florida player during. Boogie Coleman's free throws. Yeah, if he
3: makes that free throw, Mizzou wins the game.
2: It is. It was mind-bogglingly stupid. I mean, that guy, dude, just shut your mouth during Mizzou's free throws. Hope he gets banned. I, I would.
3: I would point out about Tyre Appleby is that he is so like he's small, small guard. Mm-hmm. He's so sneaky. He's, he has oh, yeah, great he was, hops. He was, like he, he can get around centers. Job. Like like it's nothing.
2: He made Dejawan is a fantastic defender. He had. He was. He had Dejawan just. All kinds of confused. All yeah, Cajun could not stop him. I
1: can't speak too much on this game in particular, but from what I know about Florida's men's basketball team, it's Tyree Appleby and Anthony Derouge are very good. Also, if uh, Colin Castleton, who is basically just the, um, you know, off-brand Walker Kessler, mm-hmm. essentially was oh, playing Oh, you want to talk game. about someone
2: that was getting heckled during um, that game? Woo. Ooh, Colin Castleton? Oh, yeah. We
3: were and he wasn't even
1: playing.
2: No, he didn't play. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Say, well, what I was going to say is he was, if he was playing in that game, Mizzou would have lost this by about 20. Oh, definitely.
2: I um, mean, Mizzou, but I think to be fair, also was missing. Javon. Javon, who I think, if Mizzou has Javon down the stretch there, probably wins that game by go. like six or seven.
1: Last thing I'll say, Flindarius... Fleming, Jr.? That is an awesome it's name. Philandrous.
2: It's Philandrus. It's Philandrus. Yeah. No, it's stupid. No, that's a cool name. They have uh, someone named Philandrus right. and Niels like they're an 1840s anthropology class. No, that's awesome. Class. That is awesome. Um, Those are both awesome. One
3: guys. last thing. The Florida fan behind us told us that Marion Jones, who's a transfer from Penn State, was lost his starting job against Auburn, started averaging five points a game. He, le- he only missed like two or three, maybe one or two three-pointers and had 18 points. Uh, of course. In that game. Of
1: course. Of course. Of course. He, he, he just he just waited for his big performance to be against Mizzou. Um, real quick, are we? Do we want to go right in quick hits or popping yeah, it? Okay. We'll we'll do that. I also will say I was in studio for the Mizzou women's game yesterday. Frustrating performances yeah. all around for the basketball team. Um, women, the women's team shot 0 for 7 from the field. That's the first time a Mizzou women's basketball team has not made a three since 2008.
2: Yeah, it was the first game in the Pinchton era
1: yeah. that they had not made a three. That's, they they got to sort that out because that's what they love to do to to win basketball games. Um, yeah, okay, four quick hits. Kenny, spelling
3: bee. Uh, let's do the spelling bee real quick. Uh, get off the document, Peyton. I'm
1: off.
3: Okay. Um, oh. First one, a former NBA coach, two-time NBA champion, and Hall of Famer for the Houston Rockets.
2: Uh, 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 no, it's coach. the – oh, um, st- uh, He just got into Tom, Hall of Fame last Tom year. Tom Janovich or whatever. Rudy Tomjanovich. Oh, Rudy, Tom oh, Rudy. Rudy Tom yep yeah. So you
3: don't have to spell Rudy, but I want you to spell Tom Janovic. I can
2: get this one. Tom Tomjanovich. T O M. Yep. J A N. O. V. I C H. Correct. That's one point.
3: Uh next one is an NHL player. I don't know much about him, but he's Vladimir Kostatinov.
2: Kostasinov?
3: Yeah. Kostatinov. Uh
2: Peyton carries this segment, by the way. I don't even do anything. Kostinov? Yep. Um. Uh K. Yep. O oh, <laughs> S is it Z? No. Y. What? K O S Y? No. Oh, okay. It's
3: K O N S T A N. Oh,
2: okay. I had the wrong player. T I N O V. Who is this?
3: Vladimir Konstantinov. Konstantinov.
2: I don't think I've heard of him. Does he play right oh, now? <laughs> huh? Does no, I don't, I, think, I don't think I don't think
3: so. I don't think he plays anymore. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it was Um,
3: Next one is a baseball player, George Capuzello.
2: N- never heard
1: of him.
3: C-A-P-O-U. Hmm? Nope.
1: Dang it. I
2: was trying to go fast. Capuzello?
3: Capuzello. You've got
2: Cap-uzello. C-A-P. C-A-P-U. I did the hard work. No. Oh, I right. don't know.
3: It's C A P P U Z Z E L L O. Who is this guy? He played for two seasons. Who is Mo? Okay. 1981 That's with the ridiculous. Tigers and 1982
2: with the Astros. You just looked wow. up random Astro? Are you kidding me? No, I, would, I
3: found a uh, like an SB Nation article that gives you like the most. Oh, nice! In like I don't know, longest names in MLB history, and this was one of them. Okay. Uh, next one is a former NFL player, um, Chris. Fu matu mafala.
0: Um,
2: this guy played in the mid two thousands, if I'm not mistaken. He knows who he is. He
3: played. He is. was. I think he was a fullback for the Steelers.
2: Was he? Okay, maybe not.
3: Then. He went. He played for Utah. Oh, did he play? Here, this is how you say it. Uh, Fu A matu ma A fale.
2: Just tell us how it's spelled <laughs> I <laughs> have right. no this, idea. This this one,
3: this one's really tough. F A U M A T U. Dash M A uh, apostrophe A F A L A. Oh my
2: god!
1: We had to throw <laughs> commas and stuff. I, I in lost. There. I lost. He lost me. Um, you mean apostrophe?
2: When did this guy play?
3: Uh, yeah, mid two thousands. Okay. Well, he was well a fullback, well from the Steelers.
2: Yeah, I thought it sounded sort of familiar. I never would have been able to spell that. Though. Next.
3: Um. Well, do you want to do your soccer player of the week? Or no, I'll save it. I'll save it for next week. Um. Okay. This is my best beat of the week. Uh, Denny Hamlin to finish top three at Bush Light <laughs> Clash at the Coliseum, which you know is what? in Los Angeles.
2: This is all, Kenny. I'm not. This is not a beat. I'm no, I, confident. I'm, in. I'm
3: confident. In this I beat. don't
2: think Denny Hamlin has a top three.
1: In Jimmy him. Johnson oh, yes, he always does. had Denny Hamlin's number back in the day. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna say no.
2: Denny Hamlin, you are no Tony Stewart. Yeah, facts. No Jeff Gordon. You are no, no Dale Jr.
1: Yeah. No um, Matt Kenseth. You're no. <laughs> Got you. So on, on the 2020-21 uh,
3: race season, know. he's finished uh, top five multiple times, including some top two and top three finishes. He's also t- won a few uh, different races. So I think plus one four five from DraftKings is good on Denny Hamlin. So I would take that. All right. Uh, Dirty Bird of the Week. It is Auburn uh, yeah. War Eagle. Uh, it was it was a Colombian baseball team uh, yesterday until the Auburn news came out. Yeah. Because uh, this Columbia, I think it was, it's was either Columbia or Venezuela one of their teams lost like four or five games oh, geez. and so in the in the tournament so i had them uh best thing i learned this week is this was actually last night dustin Garneau, former astros catcher he's still with the tigers now uh he tweeted a picture of rob manfred and drew some like uh stuff on him like some glasses right, made him right. made him look a little goofy, goofy yeah. and uh it was just kind of pertaining like what's going on in the lockout
2: nice what did you learn
3: uh that i didn't think players could do that but he did it <laughs>
2: okay well, I mean, I figured. I mean, there's been a lot of outspoken uh, critics of the of the lockout of the lockout and the commissioner in general. Um, what I learned, Auburn football folks, it is in a great state. Brian <laughs> Harson has the program rolling uh, after a disappointing six and six season that uh, had Auburn fans already pretty much <laughs> done with him. He got caught. Um, well, allegedly, uh, not using his assistance what they're uh, intended for. Um, this is a pretty bad situation yeah. in Auburn. He's owed $18.3 million, and all of this comes on the heels of the AD and really the entire Auburn Athletics Department budget being blown on Bruce Pearl's contract extension, oh. quote, for life. So it's a situation where... Brian Harson really doesn't want to be at Auburn anymore. He doesn't like SEC football. Auburn doesn't really want him anymore, and it's really toxic. Uh, and they have no money to get rid of him.
3: They went six and seven this wow.
2: year. Auburn, yeah, it was not a good year. Um, Auburn runs their athletics programs poorly. Who knew? And uh, Who knew? coach
3: Coach Drinkwitz has taken their players. That's
2: true. Yeah, that's, that's right. The, mass to, the Mizzou Tigers Mass next. transfer exodus, well, we're not going to be laughing when Drinkwitz takes the Auburn job. True. Um, oh, he's not oh, going to. No, 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 no. He, he has his, Auburn ties. No, no. Doesn't no, he have ties no. to Arkansas, right too? Right now, he has legitimately, ties to that's why he almost went to Arkansas when we hired him, but he chose us. No, he, he knows. He's, he's, he's locked in I have in to here. say, he likes right here. now, Mizzou is a legitimately better job. Yes, it because is. Because there's not a mass exodus. Yeah. You're not going to get... He's gonna get paid more here probably than he is at Auburn because they don't have any money right now, and you—it's coming off the heels of the quite easily best recruiting class he has the his, school has yeah, ever had. He has his players here. He's not gonna leave. And he no. also has his—he has his long-term plan set up. I mean, he's talked yeah. a lot about what we—we we did here this year with this recruiting class is great, but we need to stack good classes on top of each other. Yeah. So he's here, I think, for the long haul. Um, he surely, I don't think, I don't think Auburn A could pay for Drinkwitz's buyout, and because it would be expensive, and B they can't get rid of Brian Harson, and C they cannot slap a Drinkwitz contract on top of that. Yeah. So good stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, but I Auburn's learned, doing oh, great.
1: Yeah, Auburn's Auburn's balling. Um, I learned this week uh, as if Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, couldn't get any cooler. Uh, he mentioned in a post game press conference or like an interview, that um, after they won the AFC Championship, Kid Cudi called him because apparently he listens to Kid Cudi before every game, and he idolizes him. And that made me smile and shed a tear of joy. Why? Because I also love Kid Cudi and idolize him, and he is an icon. Um, Greatest artist of all time, Joey B.
2: Night and day. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's, Travis Scott's
3: song. That's not his song. Oh, Lord.
2: All right, quickly, Ratio of the Week. Uh,
3: Ratio of the Week, this comes from... Uh, Tom Nichols, it was on January 30th. He tweeted, sports creates mindless tribalism in the way that other hobbies do not. It supports a gigantic money sink that most people should not be spending on. It displaces news and current events. It encourages hero worship of bad people. Shall I go on? Question mark. The few things here, Uh, Tom Nichols has almost 400,000 tweets. Uh, Get a life. Um, He's from Newport, Rhode Island. He's verified. He works for the Atlantic, um, but he got one thousand seven hundred six quote tweets.
2: Oh boy, that's a lot of quote tweets. I, I um yeah, I mean a lot of these Atlantic dudes seem to be quite anti-sports. Yeah,
3: but uh, um, there it is. So
2: all right, well that'll wrap things up. Um, for the first you know,
1: block of The Unwritten Rule. When we come back, we have a very special guest joining us and stepping into the studio here with us. We're really excited for that. Stick around. It is currently 326 here in Columbia, Missouri. We will be right back with more The Unwritten Rule. Welcome back, everybody, to The Unwritten Rule here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Uh, we hope everyone is having a fantastic Friday. Now, we have had this next block um, you know, in the making for a long, long time. We are so, so excited um, to bring you this next special guest for the next half hour. He is the president of the UM system, Moon Choi. Moon Choi, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. It's great to be here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for joining us. This is, um, yeah, Kenny, go ahead. Just
3: to start this off, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but in August of this school year, uh, you were at Addison's, the restaurant in downtown, and uh, Peyton and I, along with my mom and then uh, our friend Aaron, we were there, and uh, you were sitting at the table across from us, and uh, you asked her, you asked Aaron to take a picture of. You and the people you were with. And then you came over and talked to us. And we were like, you know, you're like the nicest person. I like remember in the world. that. You, you were remember? sitting up in the corner. Yep. Corner of the restaurant. And That's s- right. So we we saw, we like talked to you and you were just mm-hmm. so kind to us. And we were like, you know, what would be the best thing to like bring you on, talk to you about Mizzou, and talk to you about what's going on in the university. And um that just made our day that you said you remembered us. And uh since August, we i like I've been messaging Christian since then and we were gonna have one in December and unfortunately had to be moved. And I'm so happy that you're here
0: today. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thank yeah, you.
3: Yeah, really excited. I remember getting the text from
1: them after they met you that, you know, they were like, we're going to contact Christian and see if we can get him on the shot. I am so excited. So <laughs> That's great. Well, we're really excited we can make work. And, yeah, I guess without further ado, should we dive into some questions that we had?
0: Yeah, oh, great.
1: All right. So, yeah, um, just we kind of wanted to start off um, just with kind of a small look back at this past semester. So what were some of the highs um, just of the university academically, athletically, um, and just as a community?
0: Well, in terms of uh, the highs, I would say just being in-person for in-person learning was a high because many other universities did not start off with in-person learning. And uh, I really have to give credit to our faculty, staff, and students who are being so resilient. And it was a wonderful, wonderful fall term. Uh, we uh, also had some very significant uh, accomplishments when it comes to student success. And during the past two years, while we had the pandemic, we had the highest graduation rates overall, highest graduation rates for African-American black students, highest graduation rates for Pell students and Hispanic and Latinx students. And that's due to a lot of hard work by students, by completing uh, their degrees, but also faculty and staff that supported them throughout the year. And athletically, there were some there were some lows uh, last <laughs> year, uh, but the uh, the highs. I would say, beating Florida, mm, beating Florida was, was really sweet. Yeah, Wasn't that good? That was a good that one. Especially awesome. with the with the coach that did the Darth Vader move. I think <laughs> two years ago, I said, you know what? It's it's good beating that team.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're big. Uh, lia Drinkwitz fans we on the are. show that just even even more boost You should have runner. him on the show. You oh, should have him to. Yeah. It'd be a blast. But um uh just keeping on the athletic side um in the athletic department, I mean, you guys had to hire a new AD last mm-hmm. year. Uh it was a pretty uh quick uh turnaround. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I think you made the hire in like under 2 weeks.
0: 13 uh, days, right? Yeah.
2: Uh, you chose Desiree Reed-Francois mm-hmm. from UNLV. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I believe, was the first female AD in the SEC for a public school.
0: Uh, for a public university, uh, yeah, yes. for a public uh-huh.
2: university. Um, uh, I was just curious because it was a pretty quick um, hire. Uh, you guys seemed very confident in her. What really separated her from the field and made you think like she was the right candidate well, for Mizzou we, going forward. we
0: had a strong pool, uh, which demonstrates the interest in our program, being a program in the SEC. And you know, from uh, from the perspective of all of the members of the search committee, we made the right decision. And and she really demonstrated a winning approach, a business approach, and understanding the value of student engagement in sports. So the work that she's been doing and bringing students to the student section at the basketball game. You remember that exciting game against Auburn? You know, it was really close, but we were playing the number one team within one point. Yeah. And the student energy I know fed the players. And, uh, and that's the kind of excitement that we want to create, not only for basketball, but all of our sports, all of our sports to have that winning tradition. So she really did impress us with her vision and also her business approach. And uh, you're going to see greater accountability under her leadership.
3: Uh, staying on that sports track, uh, mm-hmm. Mizzou played in his first bowl game in a few years uh, in December. Mm-hmm. Um, we know you attended. Yes, uh, Peyton and I attended, and oh, good. we saw you there. We we were uh, chanting at you when you came out of the tunnel. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that, but um, what was the atmosphere like for you? What oh, was... it was so
0: exciting. Uh, weather was great. Remember, yeah, it was. weather was great. A lot of Mizzou fans made the trip out there to uh, Fort Worth. But when the uh, when the game, well, prior to the game, when they had the skydivers. The skydivers coming out of the sky with Van Halen playing. I videotaped the whole thing. It was so exciting. (laughs) And they all landed at the right spot, which was amazing. Uh, That's another game that we could have won. We could have won. The coach had all of the players focused on the right approach. And had we had, you know, some of our players that that sat out, and we know the reason that they sat out, and I'm perfectly fine with it, it would have been a different outcome. And it really sets us up, sets us up for next year when we welcome such a great class of recruits to the university.
3: Uh, what do you like? What do you feel like that bowl game means to the program moving
0: forward? I think it it, it showed that Missouri players played with pride. They were coached very well, mm-hmm. and what a big turnaround from the beginning of the season when, you know, things were just gelling and people were trying to figure out how to, how to. Operate and run a football program during a pandemic. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it was was an exciting game to watch. I remember I felt bad for my – I couldn't make it to the game, but I felt bad for my poor family at home who had to endure me, you know, cheering and and getting excited. Um, Yeah, that was a really fun game. So I guess kind of switching back, um, you know, I know you talked a little bit about it, um, like, previously, um, but I guess, you know, looking over the past two years, I know we kind of reflect on this past semester. um, How much is kind of like, you know, Mizzou – and Mizzou culture kind of grown in a chant like a really challenging time in this past two years with the pandemic. Um, you know, I know I've been a part of it myself with like civil rights activism and stuff like that. Um, you know, what have you observed and, and how has Mizzou, you know, grown and, and, and gotten through that challenging time?
0: Well, um, as you know, I took on the new role as interim chancellor in March of last year, so March of 2020. So it's almost two years. And while I've been a part of UM living on the Columbia campus, for the past uh, five years I didn't get the true true sense of how much people love this university and and people that love the university love it for many different reasons the friendships that they've developed outstanding education but also students have also said because we love the university so much there are things that we want to tell the university to do differently to do better and 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 hearing from students, parents, and other stakeholders about ways that we can improve have been very, very beneficial for me as I contemplate uh, what are the important things that we need to do as a university. So I really enjoy that, that uh, passion for the university. Yeah,
2: I mean, you took over in a very, very tough time. I mean, yeah. your first month was when everything was... Uh, getting shut down and everything, so yeah, you remember, uh, you remember that oh right?
0: yeah
1: oh yeah, yeah we were it in the, we the dorm just for that.
2: a surreal time mm-hmm. um, but uh, I guess now uh I think Kenny has the next question
3: um I kind of want to take a turn to your high school days mm-hmm. uh. Christian told me about how you played high school football,
0: mm-hmm. and I not a,
3: not a lot of people know about that. So uh, we recently found out you were also a linebacker, mm-hmm. and I just want to know everything about that.
0: Yeah, so I try to play high school football. So there's <laughs> there's a difference there. Um, I attended Mather High School in the North Side of Chicago, and uh, yeah, oh yeah, you know it. Oh, I've heard, good. yeah, my You've dad heard about went it. to uh,
2: Palatine.
0: Yeah, West. I know where that is too. Yeah, yeah. North Side. Um, I really enjoyed that experience. I played first freshman, sophomore football, then was on the, on the varsity team. And uh, prior to becoming a senior, I was named a captain uh, of oh, the wow. team. Uh, there were three other captains, so there were four captains. And uh, really, I didn't have any special skills other than I could probably anticipate what the plays were. And if you could do that and, and tackle low, legally, legally <laughs> tackle low, even with the small size frame, you could do okay. Um in fact, uh the year that uh I played as a s as a junior, we went to the city quarterfinals. Then we got whooped by another team. Uh but uh it was a lot of fun, the camaraderie. And there's nothing like the smell of grass on a s on a on a Friday afternoon when you're playing football in Chicago. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, I got a couple questions to actually throw into this. Uh, yeah. What was your number?
0: Number 45.
3: Why, why was it 45?
0: Uh, I like Gary Fensick. Gary Fensick was a player for the Chicago Bears, and I like number 45. So, you know, I was a silly kid. I used to sign my name, <laughs> M-U-N-L-B-45. Moon That's LB-45, awesome. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I grew out of that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you don't still
2: sign official university no, documents? Yeah, M I, M U M- N no. M-U-N-L-B-45? Yeah. All right, uh, okay, you got the next one. Yeah, sticking with football, uh, everyone here got one game correct uh, for the championship games. But uh, Chiefs are out, um, and they Kenny uh, picked them as the fraud of the week, fraud team of the week. Um, yeah. But we would like. <laughs> did you and, watch? Did you watch those uh, games?
0: I, I yeah, I did, and uh, I mean the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for them, but uh, I'll tell you, Joe Burrow is quite the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He is. I, I mean. Chris Jones couldn't bring him down. I, did, mm-hmm. Do you see that play? Yeah,
2: where he, he kind of escaped and yeah. like got out of the pocket. That so was he's wild.
0: deceptively strong. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 18 point deficit, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quite the comeback. But, um, on the road, too. But yeah, now it's Bengals, Rams in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you got?
0: The Bears. If Yeah, if yeah. yeah, <laughs> Uh I would say I'm okay with either team winning. I love mm-hmm. the story behind the Bengals. I mean, if you're from Ohio and you, name, you talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, you get laughed at. But <laughs> Joe Burrow and the coach there have really turned it around, made people believers. I think that's really good. Uh, but, you know, the, we have a connection to the Rams. Mizzou has a connection to the Rams. You know about Stan Kroenke, Stan the Street, owner, yes. Mr. Stan Kroenke. And so I'm kind of looking forward to a great game, great game. Mm. But with Matthew Stafford finally getting some recognition. Mm-hmm. I, I like Matthew Stafford. Yeah, exactly.
1: yeah. It, it's a it's a fun quarterback battle. Like you're you rooting for both quarterbacks. It, it is yeah. an
0: up and comer and someone who's carried a lot of baggage over the years. Mm-hmm. But it's great to see him in competition.
3: Uh, going back to Mizzou,
0: mm-hmm. um,
3: just looking, you know, since you've taken over as chance, so I know you've been yeah. uh, president of the UM system for a little while now. Mm-hmm. But what has been your favorite moment that defines what Mizzou is all about?
0: My favorite moment is always at commencement. I really enjoy commencement because everyone is so happy, you know, completing that degree. And I, as I'm shaking the hands of of uh, the graduates as they come and pick up their diploma covers and shake hands, I'm always trying to imagine, what is their story? What is this person's story? How, what did it take for this person to come and complete their degree at the University of Missouri? And each one of them is gonna have a unique story of resilience hard work, challenges that they face, but they've overcome. And it just makes me very happy and proud to know that we played a role in, in their education. So that's my, those are my favorite moments. And then I also like to just drop in on the tour team as they're giving tours and just welcoming people. Like today I did that. Uh, a lot of people from Chicago visiting. Yeah. Iowa <laughs> and Minnesota. And uh, so I enjoy doing that as well.
2: Um, yeah, looking ahead, I mean, what are your goals that you have in mind for Mizzou?
0: So just any yeah, academically several, athletic. Yeah, several goals. Several goals. Uh, let me ta- let me start on the academics and research side. We need to strengthen our performance in research and development. And you may know that we are a part of an organization called. Association of American Universities, AAU. And it's the leading 65, 66 universities in North America. And we've been a member since 1908, one of the early members. But our performance has waned over the past 20, 30 years. We need to make sure that we make investments to strengthen our AAU performance. And the new program that we announced called Mizzou Forward is a Is an investment plan, a strategic plan for us to increase research. But not only research, but student success. We want to be able to have higher rates of student graduation, lower time to degree, lower cost of attendance, and higher outputs. More of our students winning national scholarships and fellowships. And even more of our students getting jobs within three months, six months after they graduate. those are on the academic side. On the athletic side, we're going to have some champions. We're going to have some champions. Yes, we're going to, we're going to be compete, competing for the SEC championship each and every year. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal that our fans expect. That's the goal that our coach has or coaches have. And uh, our athletics director is going to not leave it to chance but work on it actively so that we can be successful, but there is no reason why we can't compete nationally, and uh, and we have to start believing that we can compete nationally to get there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of programs with just a lot of really high hopes, and you know, we and I know everyone in KCU is looking forward to covering it. We love you know going to those games and and seeing those big performances. I know. Um, the crew that went to that Auburn game was was loving every minute of that, being able to call that with that fan atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Stuff,
0: so. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we need to have that atmosphere here. And, yeah. you know, when the basketball players are playing to half-empty stadiums, you don't get the same energy. Yeah. They don't true. get the same energy from the, fan, the fans. And so we have to support through thick and thin mm-hmm. because we're Mizzou fans. And uh, we have to show up, show our support, expect great things, but starting off by showing our support.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Speaking of, I guess, you know, kind of Mizzou um, athletic events, do you have any, uh, like, particular games or or anything circled on your calendar? I know softball season's coming up. We had a really good softball team last year. We
0: have a really good – I think they're ranked in the top ten. So I'm going to go see some softball games. Our wrestlers – our wrestlers Mm -hmm. are top-notch. And I'm going to try to see all of our sporting teams. And now that – Hopefully the weather's going to get a little bit better after this Mm -hmm. storm. (laughs) Uh, Cross-country, golf, volleyball. We're going to see a lot of sports because uh, they need our support. So I encourage our fans to go out and support our student-athletes.
3: Um, we're just going to jump into some just fun questions. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Mizzou's had some pretty cool logos yes. over the years. The yes. um, you know, Sailor Hat Tiger, yeah. Block M, the little tiger they have now, the Truman
0: yeah. uh, Tiger. What
3: is your favorite Mizzou logo?
0: Well, I like the current logo. It's a mean-looking tiger. It is mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as you know, this is the year of the tiger, according That's to true. the uh, lunar calendar. And mm-hmm. so I think this is going to be the year of the tiger. Okay. Mizzou Tigers, not Auburn down. Tigers. Hope so. Not LSU. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can we put the Mizzou. Can
1: we put the Moon LB forty five yeah, signature yeah, on that? We can. All
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Chalk it up. Chalk it up. Um, so last year yes. we had a whole debate on our show, <laughs> King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, it was the biggest movie to us like ever. Mm-hmm. Who do you have in that fight?
0: You know, I I like I like King Kong. I mean, King Kong. <gasps> King Kong, the way that he was able to, you know, climb up the Empire State Building with just one arm—I mean, that, that's showing—that's showing a lot of bicep strength. That's
3: true. That
1: and
0: is true. Godzilla's got a big tail, but uh, as long as you can jump up as he's sweeping that tail, you'll survive. King yeah. Kong has heart. King and Kong, I, I King like Kong has, heart. He has heart. That's right. Yeah.
1: The, yeah. the overall stance, was, I believe, Kenny yeah. was a King Kong fan. Me and we Peyton. were, we're Godzilla. We were Team Godzilla.
0: Team Godzilla. We all of you? All three no, of you? No, Kenny
2: was on your side. We were right. Godzilla, yeah. though. Yeah.
1: Um, I, have, I have one, you know, just kind of out of curiosity. Um, you know, how much do you have? Do you ever, like, you know, when you're walking around campus and, you know, you're just feeling hungry, do you ever stop at a Mizzou dining hall and do you have a favorite um, place to stop?
0: You know, I like stopping up here. And Mort's? Yeah, no, yeah, mm-hmm. Mort's is good. And also the sushi that they have upstairs is really good. And... When the weather gets a little bit better, I'm going to do that. And uh, just sit down, talking to students and asking about how their experiences have been, but mm-hmm. also asking what can we do better. And, you know, I just recently had a meeting with GPC and uh, MSA, and some students were telling us about the experiences of our students going into our isolation housing, how they can get food. And when I hear that, I first thing I say is, how do we make this better? How do we contact those students that were affected to say, first of all, we're sorry, and we want to do something to make it up for you, but also to make a commitment that we're not going to have those situations come up again. And uh, there are things that when we make a mistake, we just have to say, you know, we made a mistake, and we're going to improve.
1: So, yeah, everyone look out for President Choi might be up in Mortz grabbing, yeah. a, grabbing a
3: burger grabbing every once morts. in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> looking at the you know your TV world I don't yeah. know how much TV you watch or mm-hmm. what you stream mm-hmm. but what are you watching right now
0: um I watch a lot of uh, documentaries mm-hmm. and I love Ken Burns documentaries whether it's on jazz baseball I can always watch Civil War documentary all over again mm-hmm. just for the music just oh, incredible yeah. music I had but, to uh, watch that in
2: high school yeah very good actually yeah.
0: so I, I do like enjoy I enjoy that um in terms of things that I stream, I'm well, just trying to think of the last thing. Well, the last thing that I streamed was probably about five years ago. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, maybe it was five years Homeland. Homeland was really good. At least the first couple of seasons. Then it went a little wacky on me, but uh, <laughs> Homeland was good.
1: Homeland was good. Can I make a recommendation? Sure. Ted Lasso. I checked that show out.
0: I heard about it. It's very good. And I like Jason Sudeikis. He's awesome. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I, I was a big fan of him before, like on SNL and stuff, and then when Ted Lasso started, it was tenfold fandom.
0: Now, mm-hmm. do you ever watch uh, Cheers? I have not. Have you ever watched Cheers?
3: Oh, I have, and uh, no, I, I like Frasier, too. You like Frasier, too? I have it? a Cheers shirt that's like the Boston, the bar. Oh, lawn. yeah, that's
0: yeah. the original. Yeah. And uh, in Cheers, there's a character called Norm, who's always sitting at the bar. That's Jason Sudeikis's uncle.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a trivia fact That's a here. little trivia, yeah. yeah. There So I know, you know, you play football in high school and obviously all the Mizzou sports you're a fan of for obvious reasons. Um, Do you watch and you've been watching the NFL playoffs? Do you have another favorite professional sport you tune into?
0: You know, I used to watch the Chicago Bulls when they were really good back in the 90s. Um, I don't watch as much professional basketball, but I do watch a lot of college basketball, both in person and. On TV, and it was so great to see Kentucky go into Lawrence, Kansas, mm-hmm. and
1: yeah, that was that you was know good do one.
0: what 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 they did, which was <laughs> play really tough. Represented the SEC, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, go
3: ahead. Uh, one last thing. Uh, we wait to get out of here in a few minutes, but uh, what advice can you give to students right now? Um, I know there's a lot of issues with just COVID, you know, stuff at home, just just getting through yeah. college. What can you tell them?
0: I, I would say. take the time to reflect on the situation and ask yourself what you are learning through this because this is an unparalleled time that all of us are facing but to think about the important things that matter to you and and reflect on that so that it can get you through some dark times some times when you have doubts about what you are doing or, or in some cases, as you know, there are many students because of the pandemic and other issues are considering uh, hurting themselves. And so, think about the positive things, and after that, reach out to those that you believe need some help, and show some grace. Um, offer offer a helping hand, helpful helpful words, and support each other. And I think what people realize after going through the past two years and however long this pandemic lasts, that they're gonna say, while difficult, I learned a lot about myself during that period. I learned to be more resilient. I learned to be more patient and I learned to show more grace. And if that's the case, then that means that that person grew personally, personally during that period. So take time to reflect. And and also reflect on the positive things that are happening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. President Moon Choi, thank you so much for thank joining you. us. It was uh, it mm-hmm. was our pleasure. Um, quick in studio round of applause, I suppose, is in order. Thank you, for, yeah, and President Choi. And, and yeah, we hope uh, you have you have one final word for for everybody yeah, before we go. Let's,
0: uh, in a few weeks, let's get together for some burgers at Moore. All the right, houses. yeah. Of the All four right. Of. thank you.
1: Yeah, let's okay. do that. Sounds great. I look forward to it. We hope everyone enjoyed the unwritten rule this week. Um, you know, again, it was it was an honor. We've been looking forward to this um, for a long, long time. Tune in next week. We'll be back right here, same time, same place. And uh, everyone, have a fun and safe weekend. Take care.